Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's edition of the Chapter by Chapter podcast. You know, we're your boys, Will and Steve, and we're back talking about the Shadow Rising Chapter 52. Yes. Hello. Need. You know, I've got a need. I've got a need, too. I've got a need. What's your need? I got the need for speed. Okay. The drug, not the velocity. Wow. All right. Well, mine is for a fucking entertaining chapter in this book. Boom. I said I mean, it. this one, let's be real here. There, are, There is a couple of fun little bits, specifically with people's clothes being changed yeah. randomly. <laughs> it is. A little bit of master of disguise. Fun is a word. Fun is a word. <laughs> Will's got a case of matching sin. Uh, it's filling up my lungs real bad, and it's not fun. So we've got Nynaeve and Teleranrioid. And look... Teleramrioid does sound like a cream to me that you put on your a butthole. A cream? Does that? Yeah. A butthole cream? Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> okay, elaborate. Uh, I think it's just the last term, that reoid, because it's just like a, a steroid to uh, take care of like an infection. Oh, I thought you went steroid. I thought you were going to go hemorrhoid. Well, it could handle... It's a... It'll take care of a, of a roid. Okay. <laughs> Look what you've done to us. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But there are some fun bits. Like the master disguise bit where she changed where Nynaeve changes her clothes and she looks like Rendra. Mm-hmm. And that made me think of the movie Master of Disguise with Dana Carvey. Yeah, she did she looked like Dana Carvey for a moment too. For a little she dressed like she dressed like the turtle guy from Master of Disguise. Yeah. She kept on going turtle, turtle. No, no, turtle, no, no. Turtle. Nope. She didn't. Turtle. She didn't. I resent people when Wasn't they do that. Wasn't that movie hilarious when I resent, you were 10 years old? When you were 10 years old, but it's not anymore. When the word turtle comes up, people start doing the turtle thing. I have to engage in Mortal Kombat. And if it ends with a spine getting ripped out, whose fault is that? I'll tell you whose fault. Shang Tsung or Shao Kahn, depending on who you ask and where we are at in the timeline, right? Some other people we can get involved. It's not my fault. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and there's that timekeeper in the newest in uh, Mortal Kombat 11 that kind of reboots the timeline. So now we're going back to Mortal Kombat 1. Right. And there's a bunch of dragon people like Onaga. And it's just like, you know, point is, it's not my fault. And now Liu Kane is now Raiden in terms of like protector of Earthrealm. Like what's going on here? I mean, that's still pretty cool. Before you know it, he's going to be named Liu Kane Skywalker. I'll see myself out, but. Point remains. <laughs> Point still stands. We gotta have a Mortal Kombat podcast. We know too much Mortal Kombat lore to be sitting on this gold mine of content. Mortal podcast. Mortal podcast. At the end of every one, we do we perform our finisher on each other, <laughs> but in a just, sexy way. <laughs> yeah, just punching each other over and over. Wow. Okay. Needs. Needs. Okay. Needs. Uh, need. So, uh, we've got Nynaeve, Intel, Ramrio. She meets up with uh, Amos, Egwene, Bear, and uh, uh, I think a few, I think maybe one or two other Aes Sedai are hanging about in there. Yeah, there's more and than just them. They're swapping stories, right? She's going, like, and I love, I love it when this happens where they just kind of catch everybody up on the story so far. Because sometimes I think this is Robert Jordan writing himself what has happened so far. <laughs> yeah, trying to just... Look, I, I'm with... I get it. Because I need I need it to help me keep up. I wonder... So, his wife was his editor. 
I wonder how she felt reading these books, ever feeling like she was like, uh, like, I wonder how lost she felt in the storyline as kind of like an outsider. I don't know. But then again, he, she has Robert Jordan right there to just explain the entire world. Yeah, anytime that she has a question. But at, by this point, maybe not this point, maybe a few more, but I bet you the questions stop after a while. <laughs> how many, here's a, here's a question for you. How many bosoms had she had to edit out? And at what point was she was like, that, this many bosoms are okay? I mean, conservatively speaking, there's already been, you know, four books in. There's already been at least, what, 30 mentions? I would, I would say, conservatively speaking, 50. <laughs> You're probably not wrong. <laughs> You're probably... Not wrong, but we're saying that. I would say around 50. I think that's a conservative number because there were points in this book where we didn't go a single chapter, maybe only a chapter before something was mentioned about somebody's magnificent breasts. But, you know, magnificence needs to be acknowledged, <laughs> you know, regardless of where it is or what yeah, it is. That was his argument, too, to his wife. <laughs> yeah. Magnificence yeah. needs to be acknowledged. She's like, you're right. I made a diorama in grade six, and everyone praised it and said it was the best thing they'd ever seen, and I'm still hanging on to that. It was Egyptian. A, di- a diorama of breasts? It, no, it was Egypt. It was toot, toot and common. Ah. Tootin. What'd you make? What, like, give me some details. It's a tomb of fucking tootin' common, man. What do you think is in it? Is a mummy? This is a sarcophagus. It's like a golden jars sitting around and like, um, cool. you know, gold stuff, more mummies. Cool. cool. There's a All Nintendo right. switch in there. I was ahead of my time. <laughs> uh, so, uh, naive during this part, fuck my throat. <coughs> Matching scene. So during this time, uh, the Isodai or the, uh, the, um, not the Aes Sedai, the fucking... Sean Chan. Not Sean Chan. The other one that starts with A. That Avienda is part of. The 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 Aiel. Aiel. The Aiel. God. God damn. Uh, the Aiel give uh, Nynaeve a little bit of wisdom on how to search for what they're looking... How, what she's looking for, and that being the weapon that the Black Aja are looking forward to. Control, kill, destroy, ran. And this is what the chapter is named after. It's called need. That's and really, need. it's just kind of like focusing on your need, you know? And this whole passage about it, it's like they 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 talk about like being in water, but out of water, but thinking about the water, getting close to the water, dipping your toe in, yeah. swimming around in that water just a little bit, mm-hmm. thinking about what you want, mm-hmm. take the toe out of the water, put it back in, swish it around two more times, take it out. And that's how you figure it out. Now, I think this is a healthy practice. And I think we should all be doing this, listeners and us alike. And every day, give your toes a little swirl around, a little swish. I don't want to toot my own horn here, but I'm pretty sure I did a 100% accurate rendition of what they were talking about. I think so, too. (laughs) (laughs) I think so, too. Uh, But it's... See, the the problem with this, though, and it's something that we've talked about a few times, I mean, a bunch of times... Uh, already is that it's another one of those one power things that just happens when it needs to happen and just moves the plot along. Yes. Like, do you think power of convenience? 
yeah, the power of convenience. That's what's happening right now is that they are, they're, they're now just like helping naive and helping Robert Jordan move the plot along. For, for any of our patron subscribers and listeners who also read Mistborn by Brandon, Brandon Sanderson, I think a fun little tie-in is that in Mistborn, you get the power of convenience by uh, eating copper and just letting it stew in your belly for a little bit. Yeah, it's called food poisoning, and uh, it's convenient when you're trying to get out of work. <laughs> but if you haven't read Mistborn, you should read it. You eat metal and you get powers. It's kind of cool. It's like real life. Yeah, yeah and if you eat metal in our ska... Become a cool band. You're going too far. Become a trombone. You're losing them. You're, we're confusing them. I'm sorry. Read Mistborn. I'm sorry. Brand, Read Mistborn. Sponsored by my, my Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. This ad is brought to you by Brandon Sanderson. Hey, guys. <laughs> glad you liked my book. That's a pretty good impression. <laughs> that was an imp- fucking impression, man. I know. Chapter 52. Needs. Okay. So this whole thing is that like Nynaeve is running around the Panarch's palace, the castle in Tajiko, using the need power to find out what's going on and what they need to, what the Black Azure are looking for. What could it be? During this time. It's probably Kalimdor. It's probably Matt's weird weapon that they keep saying is not a weapon and is a stick with a thing attached to it. I bet you the stick is the real fucking weapon. Well, we know what it is. No, there's no point. There's no point bearing the lead here. We find out that it's another Suldam, Sudam, Adam, Suldam. It's an Adam, a- a- Adam, Adam. It's a brace. It's a fucking. It's a hot topic bracelet and necklace. But it's cool. It looks cool though. It looks rad as shit. It's got a little like Slipknot engraving in there. You got the Slipknot S. Bunch of spikes. Don't wear this to school. They'll take it from you. They'll take it from you. Yeah, no matter how cool you are. It's a weapon. <laughs> it's all chained up too. Uh, apparently, this might have the power to uh, gentle or at least um, calm down Rand and not use the one power. But uh, another interesting thing that's mo- that's we're talking about here is that she runs into Brigitte or Brigitte or whatever her name is. Brigitte. 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 I think it's. I think in the in the audio book of this particular novel they are saying Brigitta I thought it was Brigitta but they're saying Brigitta I will also like to point out that several times in this chapter Terror Bonners in the audiobook are actually referred to as Terror Boners so I think that's just yes I think that's just important I heard that too when I was listening to the audiobook and I was like that he she said Terror Boner yep and people don't forget yes. we don't at least not that stuff um, and what's interesting about this is that Nynaeve is like, wow, you're here. You've, you're, you're like, don't you remember the Falm? Like when we sounded the horn and you showed up with all the heroes and you use your arrows and stuff like that. And she's like, da, 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 da. Huh? what, what, eh, what, huh? Who, who are you? What, what's that music? What's that? What's going on? <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was totally different. Okay. When, when you sound the horn, I'm in. Uh, it's t- it's I'm down a clown, all right. But in the dream world where I'm just walking around, I'm just a guy, okay. I'm just looking at <laughs> statues. I'm on vacation. I can do whatever I'm I want. On vacation, right now. leave me alone, right? But we do find out that I think what is going to be our main big bad for the end of this book is going to be Mo- Mogadine. Mogadine. I had a grande Mogadine from Starbucks the other day. Delicious. 
Ah, the caramel, mm. the sweet caramel drizzle on top. Match in sin indeed. Mogadine. But here's the other thing about this is that I'm also very confused. Why is Brigida here? Why should he exist in the in Teleramrioid? Well, when she's supposed to only exist in the horn. Anything exists in Teleramrioid. Hopper was there. Hopper. Hopper is in the Wolf Dream. Completely different dream. Detective Hopper trying to figure out what's going on in Strangerville. I, I miss know. Hopper. I fucking hate that show. There, I said it. I've probably said it before, but I'm saying it once again. The only strange thing going on about Stranger Things was that everyone thought it was the best show ever made. That's a sizzle. That's no a, joke for everybody listening. It, this this takes up a lot of this conversation that Steve <laughs> brings up with friends and stuff is how much he does not like Stranger Things. It's kind of taken over his Kids life. never save the day. Life. They just fuck up repeatedly and gather trauma from it that ruins them through the rest of their life. So when they become adults, they can't accomplish any competent fucking skill set except podcasting barely. Yeah. You should have saw his rant when he, he saw the new Ghostbusters movie. Who paid for all that D&D gear? Who paid for it? Where'd they get it? Back in the 80s, man, you'd have to buy that from like a strange guy from underneath a bridge. You know, it wasn't cool to go buy D&D. You couldn't just go get it from your bookstore. <laughs> now we're talking about a real demigorgon. The crackhead. He sells you D&D pieces that he stole. <laughs> No, I think those kids are very endearing. You know, they're they're saving the day. No, you hate them. It's okay. Um, <laughs> what's also important here is that while she's walking around this, like, Panarch's palace in the dream world is that they, she finds out that there is a Dark One seal in this palace. So, next up, I think for the next point of their plan is to, to orchestrate a heist. This is how you summon the boss fight and trigger the fight with more, uh, what's his name? Mogadine. Mogadine. <laughs> Mogadine and the Legion no, I, of Starbucks. Talk I watched Mogadine wrestle on AEW wrestling this past a couple weeks ago. I was watching Empire Strikes Back, and Mogadine was one of the characters, one of the creatures living on Dagobah with Yoda. That's so funny. I was watching uh, Secret Invasion, and Mogadine was being played by Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Mogadine was awesome in the in the Matrix as well, too, in that final one before he got eaten by the fucking machine robots and torn to pieces. Oh yeah, that was a good. That was great. That was a great Mogadine <laughs> top ten Mogadine moment. <laughs> Mogadine. Mogadine. Well, the, it's the Forsaken at this point are just boss fights. It's just like get to the end they of the book, find fight. a way to trigger the Forsaken battle. Here he is. Oh, watch it's out. It's just so ham-fisted in. Wow, it drives watch me nuts. out. Well, there's no yeah. ham. There hasn't and, been any mention of ham. Yeah, no, it's just been like small slivers of meat. It's just a meat fist. Chopsticks. It's been meat-fisted right, right in us. Nah. Whoa. I know. I don't like that. I know. That wasn't good. You made me shiver. I know. Um, uh, and then, uh, Nynaeve wakes up, uh, there's Elaine, she's like, yo, what'd you see? And then there's this whole situation where What's uh, good? Sean Chen jumped, uh, Tom and Julian. And nah. like, what the fuck is this? Nah. And, uh, one thing that's worth mentioning here is that during this whole kerfuffle, Agenin says that she finds Bail Domon attractive. Very attractive. Very handsome. 
There's again, there's mention and of they, handsome women in this, and there's and but, but Bill Doman, yeah, we know, we know that he's attractive. Everyone knows. I I thought you were going to mention that Julian had a mention of his hat that was described as a cylindrical hat, which I think means a top oh, hat. I think he was just wearing the top. <laughs> you, you think it was the same hat that Robert Jordan wears in all his like publicity photos? I, I don't think it's far off, buddy. I don't think it's far <laughs> off. A cylindrical hat only means hat. one thing. It goes up like a cylinder. <laughs> it could be a, oh, it could be a fez. Or is that culturally insensitive? I think it is, but we don't know. I, I, I just don't think that that's cylindrical. I just don't. Yeah, that's more tubular. <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, yeah. It's, still, it's still, I think it's still just a cap. I think at that point you're still just saying, like, it's a cap. It's kind of, yeah, it's got a little ribbon coming off it, but it's a cap. That ribbon changes a bunch of things, man. Changes the whole aspect of the hat. <laughs> it's a rank thing. Yeah. No ribbon? Who the fuck are you? Ribbon? All right, I'm going to listen. Well, the monkey, Aladdin, monkey. the monkey in Aladdin, the monkey in Aladdin, he didn't have a ribbon <laughs> on him. Even though I thought he did. I don't know. I thought he did. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I don't fucking I'm watch sure. Aladdin, what man. What, what was that monkey's name again? It was, that boo, it was that boo. I don't watch a lot, but his name was Abu. Abu, yeah. Oh, you're right. He doesn't have a little ribbon. I didn't think so. He's a cute little monkey. Never watched He's... Aladdin. <laughs> oh, look, oh, let me read you this description as found on <sighs> Google. Here we, here we go. Abu is a major character in Disney's 1992 animated uh, feature he film, Aladdin. He is mischievous, kleptomian- he is a mischievous, kleptomaniacal monkey. And Aladdin's loyal pet and partner in crime. That's kind of like you with me. Yeah. You are kind of a mischievous little monkey. Mm. Huh? That's not where I was going with this. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't even have a hat. I don't, I, I don't know if anybody knows what Steve looks like, but look up a boo on Google Images. That's pretty much what Steve looks like. Just make him six feet tall. You're not wrong. You know, I gotta, you got to own it. <laughs> When it's right there in front of you. Oh my god! It's true. The more the more I'm looking at these pictures of Abu, the more I'm like, "That's fucking Steve." I've modeled a lot of my life after it. <laughs> I don't know. Modeled a so lot funny. of my life after it. Oh man. Okay, that's where we're. I love to be a little monkey. Episode. I love to get out there and swing around in the trees, right? Smelling my finger, whatever. It's, you know, it could smell like anything. Oh, that's so good. That's Steve right there. You got the same haircut. This is great stuff. All right, let's get out of here, Steve. Thank you for listening to Chapter 52 of The Shadow Rising. Reach out to us, please, at chapterbychapterpodcast at gmail.com, chat by chap on Twitter. Are people still using Twitter? I mean, come on. I'll tell you, some people who aren't us. So go follow us at chat by chap on Twitter, <laughs> chapter by chapter <laughs> podcast on Instagram. And find we, us on Threads. We're not on there, but you might be able to find. I it. downloaded Threads the other day. I haven't opened it yet. I still don't know what it is. I don't know either. We'll be back tomorrow with Chapter Fifty Three: The Price of a Departure.
And it shall come to pass that what man made shall be shattered, and the shadow shall lie across the pattern of the age, and the dark one shall once more lay his hand upon the world of man. Yet some shall be born to face the shadow, born once more as they were born before, and shall be born again. Big Cheese Daddy, Degree for Women, Nikon, Hilda, you are the brave souls who have chosen to fight the darkness. Thank you for supporting our cause. If you would like to join them, head to patreon.com slash chapter by chapter.